Hi, welcome to another PSD cast from Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Alex Palt, and today I've got Semitech CEO Zev Kotlin, and uh, well, we're going to talk about uh, all kinds of things within the space because, well, the semiconductor space is full of all kinds of challenges and opportunities right now, Zev. Isn't that right? Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Alex. Thanks for having me. Well, it's really important that I've, we think we get as many different viewpoints into this disruptive space as humanly possible. And uh, Semitech is right there in the middle of developing SOCs and devices and solutions to address all of these new areas in Industry 4.0, Internet of Things, Industrial Internet of Things, the cloud. I mean, it's all one gestalt now, isn't it? Um, yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, the... The whole IoT Internet of Things is kind of uh, became almost uh, almost an overused uh, word since you know everything is a thing. So so I guess by definition everything that is connected to the you know to the internet is is, is the Internet of Things. So so we 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 try and kind of to characterize it a, a little better to put it a little a little better context. Uh, uh, you know, in the, in, uh, in using the term in, uh, industrial Internet of Things, and mm-hmm. and really what we you know what we mean by that, the way we like to think about the problem is uh, it's all about no new wires, right? So mm-hmm. um, so it's various equipment and and uh, uh, you know various uh, devices M to M that. Some of them already exist. Uh, the infrastructure already exists. Uh, some of them being deployed, but really not with uh, much communication in mind. Uh, so, so the challenge is to add communication in some cases as, as an afterthought uh, without adding any new wire wires. Sorry, right. that 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 really bounds itself kind of to you know to two fundamental technologies: uh, mm-hmm. uh, power line and and, and wireless. And that's that's the space we're we're playing in. Excellent. Well, and the beautiful thing about that, Sev, is uh, it's not just an opportunity for newer, more functional uh, factory layouts and more interesting ways to apply automation technology. It also then offers legacy facilities, since it is no new wires. It's a way to offer legacy facilities the opportunity to upgrade and modernize without a significant, without, well, it's going to be significant, but without an overly significant outlay of funds. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely uh, right. And, and, and interestingly enough, it, it kind of applies almost to uh, all the levels of the, uh, you know, of the value chain uh, from from the actual infrastructure, the actual equipment, uh, but even at the technology level, the tower level, uh, it's, uh, it allows us kind of to go to uh, uh, actually to more uh, uh, to, to older technologies uh, in, in, in chip design or geometries uh, and reuse them and apply them for completely new applications. So, so you know, kind of instead of uh, pushing the envelope with the 4G and the 5G and, uh, and all the, those sort of things, kind of going a little, a little bit back to the basics, uh, and say, hey, there, you know, how do we take those, uh, you know, the, the, the older type of technologies uh, and applying them now to a completely different problem, 
uh, with completely uh, different uh, challenges uh, and make them uh, useful again. And and that's you know that's kind of exciting. It's kind of a, a different kind of uh, of challenge. Very, very exciting, Zev. And speaking of challenges, what are some of the challenges that you're encountering? I mean, some of them, I would imagine, are pretty obvious to the audience, but uh, I would imagine there's some things that you wouldn't expect to be a problem and the challenge, yet it is. Uh, yeah, so, so, so you, can, you, know, you can separate them into a couple of categories. There are some technical challenges, obviously, and those mostly stem from the fact that, again, you're trying to add communication uh, to, to infrastructures and to sort of to environments that really uh, were not designed for that, and that was never the kind of the, uh, uh, any of the, uh, of the first five priorities. Uh, so, so you deal with, with environments uh, uh, that are, you know, with, with, uh, uh, that might be uh, obscured or, or a lot of metal, a lot of, you know, a lot of challenges just, just commu to, to communicate. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think that's kind of something that, that people understand. Uh, but then other challenges that, uh, that, that, that we learn, uh, you know, the hard way, uh, is one is it's, it's a very fragmented space. So, um, so there are, again, Internet of Things, a lot of applications, sort of a lot of different users, uh, and it manifests itself in several different ways. Uh, one, uh, standardization-wise, uh, you know, from moving to no standardization at all in the space, now there are tons of standards, and they're very fragmented. Uh, some of them are, uh, you know, geographically skewed, some, some of the applications skewed, uh, and a lot of the, the usages still don't even care about standards. So that, that kind of creates a different challenge of, of fragmentation, uh, if you mm -hmm. will. And, uh, and then cost is, is always a big issue uh, because, again, we're talking about you know, hundreds of millions, if not uh, eventually billions of devices. Uh, and, and, you know, in many cases, uh, we're trying to optimize the use uh, uh, by using the, uh, the communication and the applications on top of it. We're trying to, to optimize the use of the resources, whether those are equipment or energy or, or water or whatever it is. Uh, so you obviously cannot, you know, take more than you gain. So, so you have mm -hmm. to be very efficient in cost and, and, and power. Uh, and again, it comes kind of from a different angle. You know, we're all kind of used to now to think about power efficiency because of all the, you know, the mobile devices and, uh, and, and you know, sensor, sens sensory networks, uh, on-body on sensory networks and, and things like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Here, the motivation is, is, is quite different but you kind of end up in the same place. Right. Well, you know, Zev, one of the ways we've expressed it here at the publication is uh, power is sexy again. It's not that people have fallen in love with power supplies. It's that they've recognized that energy efficiency is key and that efficiency is uh, a cost multiplier and a, and a force multiplier and a savings. And 
so I can imagine you're getting a lot of buy-in. But to address your point about the fragmented market, uh, that's why a lot of companies are going to things like partnerships and organizations and alliances and special interest groups. I understand you're even doing partnerships to, in, to develop uh, next-generation devices as well, correct? Uh, uh, yeah, we you know we announced uh, uh, one of those recently, and and we have uh, actually a couple couple of others in the making, uh, and it stems from uh, again from a couple of directions, a couple of motivations. One one is uh, you know you can't do everything by yourself, uh, especially as a mm-hmm. startup, as a small company, uh, but also because of the nature of the of the space, or at least part of the space that we're participating uh, in, such as, uh, you know, big utilities, uh, uh, big energy companies, and, and so on and so forth, uh, it's really hard for, uh, for a small company, for a startup, uh, to break uh, into this uh, ecosystem, uh, you know, and, and, and for good reasons. Right. Uh, I mean, so, some of it is, you know, well, so, so, some of, the, some of the reasons are good reasons. Uh, so some of it is just, <laughs> just bureaucracy, uh, but some of it is, is good, good reasons because, uh, you know, those companies, they need uh, assurance of, of supply and kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know they, they need very strong uh, vendors behind them. Uh, right. Behind the product. Uh, that's right. Uh, so, so you cannot get in. Uh, just by the merits of technology. So, you know, over and over we've proven that our technology is uh, in par or better than our competition, but it's just not enough in this space. Uh, and and that's where we try to structure our partnerships uh, kind of to have, uh, to have you know, front, front-end men, if you will, uh, in some of those designs. Uh, and, in fact, the one, you know, the one that we announced with, uh, with, uh, with Bright uh, semi-recently, uh, Chinese company will uh, uh, will get us uh, into some of the first tier uh, OEMs in the uh, in the meeting space. So, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's getting interesting. Well, and it's very getting very very interesting, Zeb. And the other thing about that is is that. Uh, it parallels some of the problems some of the other disruptive spaces have. For example, wide-band gap semiconductors, you're also seeing the same pattern of partnerships to gain both IP transfer and market acceptance because uh, it's very difficult for, you know, Alex Lito all by himself to sell wide-band gap semiconductors, but partnering with Texas Instruments instantly gets him a cachet in a marketplace he can't uh, achieve as a small startup, as you point out. Yes, uh, exactly. And it's, again, you know, not kind of go too far on the tangent, but uh, for those that follow the semiconductor space, uh, you know, we, we, we all know that it's, it's, it's under heavy consolidation and, and kind of, you know, the, um, the investments – uh, in the space are uh, announced tariffs and you know the the return on investment uh, is no longer that the model that applied you know in the in the 2000s or so in the, in the, mm-hmm. the during the telecom boom uh, and such that doesn't work anymore uh, so so you need to find new ways new new you know new business ways uh, essentially, to get the technology out there without overinvesting, uh, and, and especially without overinvesting uh, in kind of in the sales channel and, and, and some of the operations and, and all of that, that. That after all said and done, uh, you know, they're all necessary to to 
to ship products, but they're not real add value in terms of the uh, in terms of technology and the true true value of what you uh, of what you're creating. And and you know, right. that, that, that's the challenge. I think that's that's that that, that is true for all kind of semiconductor uh, startups, and and we are no different. Agreed, agreed. And then going back to um, your space and what you're doing, a lot of that also involves the ability to be able to hold the hand of the client and help the engineer. I mean, it's not that they don't understand these technologies, but to dial them in to make sure that they're working optimally for them and also to ensure that they, you know, come back as a repeat customer, it takes a, a, a skill and an expertise to make sure that you help them help themselves solve their problems. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you actually, you actually bring a really interesting uh, point. Uh, and, and we see it uh, in, as a pattern with, with, with several of our customers. So, uh, so I would say it manifests itself in, in two ways. Uh, one, uh, the lead time from, uh, you know, from design win, from kind of starting design and until product actually goes to market, uh, those are pretty, pretty long. Uh, and some of it mm-hmm. is again just the nature of the beast, but but some of it is definitely because the, those technologies applied uh, are are new uh, to you know to the to the customers that we are facing, uh, and at the kind of personal or semi-personal engineering uh, interface uh, level, we see a lot of really good engineers, uh, really good communications engineers. Uh, but they're just new to the space. Again, the whole medium of uh, uh, of whether it's power line uh, or kind of uh, you know the narrowband wireless uh, as it operates in this industrial environment, uh, it's 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 new to them. Uh, so so while they have the skill set, it takes them time to adjust and uh, just just like we did, right? That's that's kind of the path that uh, that our engineering and ourselves uh, went through uh, a few years ago. Uh, they they need to uh, to do uh, to go through that kind of uh, uh, adjustment. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Zev, let's say someone wants to get involved and wants to participate. Where can they go to get more information? Uh, well, there are uh, a number of uh, of standard bodies uh, uh, to start from. Just kind of to uh, you know to get. Kind of to get familiar with on the uh, on the power line, it's that that two uh, active European um, uh, industry bodies. One called Prime, uh, which is kind of uh, uh, Sp- uh, at least the, the original Spanish. Uh, another one called uh, uh, G3 PLC, uh, more mm-hmm. French uh, centric. Uh, then there's uh, the IEEE group, uh, uh, specifically group uh, 1901.2, uh, and, and then on the wireless side, uh, groups uh, 802.11ah, uh, and a lot, a lot of acronyms and a lot of buzzwords. Uh, and, then, uh, <laughs> uh, and then, of course, uh, I always uh, uh, welcome anybody to visit our website and kind of start from there. Uh, you know, our website is www.semitechsemi.com. Uh, Excellent. Well, Zev, before I let you go, I always let my guests have the last word on my show. 
It could be a little bit more about the products or a little bit more about the company or just a tip for our audience, but the floor is yours. Uh, thanks. That, 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 that sounds like a big responsibility. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Again, you know, we're uh, uh, we're a startup. We kind of, you know, we're, we're very proud of uh, of what we accomplished. Uh, we've been around for uh, uh, for six years now. Uh, it always takes longer than than you think, but uh, uh, we feel like we've, you know, we turned the corner. Uh, we established ourselves as a uh, as a narrow band PLC company, uh, really, and we probably recognize today as a as the best technology out there, and now uh, we are uh, pairing it with, uh, uh, with the, re- uh, the relevant wireless technologies to to really become uh, a true sort of industrial uh, Internet of Things uh, communication supplier. Uh, we we operate out of. Australia and uh, and California, which which has a little bit of story behind it, uh, which we did for some some other time, uh, and and we're very international and uh, uh, very customer focused. So you know we're kind of we're looking forward now to become a, a more visible and more dominant player uh, in the space. Uh, and again, exciting times for all of us, I guess. I agree. I agree, Zev. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. I really appreciate you coming by. And we've got to bring you back because this is, as I say, for a lot of these things right now, they're moving targets. We're going to have to talk about them downstream. That sounds like a date. And again, thanks a lot for, uh, for having me. It was, uh, uh, was fun. Thank you. The fun was all mine. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the opportunity and the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Power Systems Design. Have a great day.